Welcome back to the Fully Nourished Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Ash, functional nutritionist and integrative health coach, coming to you with a scientific and spiritual exploration of what it looks like to awaken our feminine radiance by becoming deeply and fully nourished in a world that wants to dull us down. You ready? As a reminder, everything in this podcast is for education and inspiration only and is not intended as medical advice. Please talk to the appropriate professional when necessary, and please use common sense before making any changes to your diet and lifestyle. So this is really part two, continuing on in our discussion about this deep burnout and what's driving this intense need to stay in our masculine energy and succeed and succeed and achieve and achieve and accomplish and accomplish and accomplish. You know, fundamentally, we have this feeling driving us of not being good enough. So many women I talk to resonate with that experience of nothing ever feels good enough. And it's leading us into these states where we're just seeking and seeking and we're trying to figure out constantly a better option. We're constantly trying to kind of manically perform in a way And our life is driven by a group of shoulds, right? Like we're so enchanted by all the things we should be doing that we forget to ask ourselves what we want to be doing. And in doing that, to be able, so many of us, and of course, I understand that there's so many of us that have found lives that we feel completely in alignment with. We're not after perfection here. We're not after lives that are just like, oh my gosh, everything's deliriously and gloriously happy because life is hard and life gets hard. What I'm talking about is the women that I am connecting with are just They feel so burned out. They are just feeling like they're going through the motions. Like so many women just feel like they have to just keep moving in order to survive. And so many of you share these stories with me of just where you're at hormonally and physically. And the stories that I've read are just incredible because it's just we have women that have been spending 10, 15 years jumping from naturopath to naturopath and nutritionist to dietitian to all these different modalities and practitioners. They've spent tens of thousands of dollars on supplements. I remember I got one message from a lady who said she's $272,000 in health and wellness debt. And I'm just like, Ooh! or all the women that I've worked with and talked to who are slaves to their student loans and they don't even want to be working this career or they don't even want to have a job anymore, but they only have to for the reason of paying off their student loans. And this is like decades after they graduated college. And so I have seen just the pain that this type of insatiable drive we have of nothing ever feeling good enough where it has led us. And I think a lot of us, I'm having these conversations with you, like woman to woman, bringing these things up, not because I know the answer, not because I think I know the answer or I have it all figured out, but more of like, this, this is just a conversation that needs to get started. And I do think a lot of it has to do with what we talked about in the last episode, which was this kind of overarching, deep, insatiable hunger for nurturance, like hunger for guidance, hunger for presence, like for someone to see us for who we really are and call it out of us and nurture it and gently nudge it out of us. So many of us desperately needed that. We all need that growing up. And when we don't get it, it leads to adult children, right? Like we are of adult age, but we are children 
mentally. And I understand that all of us are a child in some way in our mind's eye, and that's normal and natural. But for a lot of us, we don't know how to nurture or care for ourselves. I think if there's one thing that I have learned from working in the health and wellness space and just working with a lot of people and trying to help them change their habits and change their behaviors, what you recognize is just how much people don't have patterns or behaviors of nurturance in their everyday life because they've never learned it. We legitimately cannot take care of our basic needs. Like we can't cook for ourselves. We don't know how to feed ourselves. We don't know how to put ourselves to bed to have a, a proper wind down routine. And we don't know how to cope with stress. We don't have techniques or modalities like making ourselves a warm cup of tea or taking a bath. We don't know how to coddle ourselves. I mean, some of us don't even know how to brush our teeth and wash our face every night. <laughs> some of us don't how, know how to clean properly. You know, some of us don't know how to fold laundry or do laundry. And what I mean by this is maybe some of us have had to learn it out of survival. There's a difference of learning things out of survival and learning things out of like a sense of community and a sense of womanhood and like coming into your own and being gently guided into your womanhood, which would be an exciting time. I think, you know, as women, so many of us, we experienced so many times in our lives where we felt alone and we had to go through things completely alone, whether it was body changes or getting our first period or even sex or things like that. Like a lot of us were so hurting for some type of guidance and nurturance and having those conversations with women, you know, women to women looking us in the eye and having those real raw gritty life conversations where we're working out, you know, we're working out the kinks in our in ourselves and our wants and our desires. And we have older, more mature women guiding us through the, the difficult challenges of life. And I think for some of us, we don't even realize this is something that we needed. And so if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, man, I have never even thought about that. Well, sometimes I think we do. Once we become aware of that, we almost need to grieve it in a way, like grieve what we didn't get and feel the feelings of disappointment and how unfair it was and all of those things. And I think it's important for us to recognize this is not something that we're going through on an individual level. This is a societal problem. We have been starving for this type of guidance for multiple generations now. We are the third generation, some of us maybe even the fourth generation, that are feeling this way, that have experienced this on a cellular level. It is now ingrained in our very DNA to survive, to, in a way, be abandoned and have to figure things out for ourselves, which was never supposed to be a part of the human experience, ever. We require more than just physical presence. We require emotional and energetic and spiritual presence, which is the power, one of the powers of a woman in her feminine nature, within her feminine energy. And I think some of us need to hear that it's okay that we feel like we're floundering around. It's okay that you've felt that way or you still feel that way. That's normal. That's natural. A lot of us, and not every single one of us had the same experience. Some of us were worse off than others. And I know that's our society's favorite thing to do right now is compare pain, like who's who has who had the more painful experience. But 
I, I think we all do at the end of the day really need to come together as women and see it for what it is, which is bullshit. And instead of playing the blame game and whining about it and complaining about it and being victims to it, which are all part of the process, right? Like those are the things we need to flow through and move through. But at some point, we as women, and I've talked about this in multiple episodes, is it's time for us as women to rise. You know, it's time for the wild woman, the warrior woman, the matriarch, the wise woman to roar out of you. If we're craving change and we want something different, let's alchemize our pain, right? The things that we have been through, the hormonal issues we've been through, the gut issues, the autoimmune issues, the health issues we've worked through and use them as the catalyst that they are because they have acted as a catalyst to push us to the next level of awareness. And a lot of us, as we begin to nourish ourselves, it's a part of the nurturance process. It opens doors. It acts as a gateway in a way where we go from not knowing how to take care of us, ourselves to slowly understanding the importance of our physiology and how our physiology works and then how to feed ourselves. And then, oh, it's important for us to get sleep. And then it goes on to this point where now we are nurturing ourselves without even realizing it. We've been nurturing ourselves all along. And we are capable of mothering ourselves. We've shown that to be true. We've proven that to ourselves. There's evidence in our life of it. And so if you're not quite there yet and you haven't realized yet that if you're an adult, now it's time for you to do what your mother didn't do and heal the wounds yourself because you're able to offer yourself exactly what you need on a physical level. And then as you begin to understand your femininity on a deeper level, you start to recognize that it's very difficult to be in your feminine energy and feel all alone and feel like you carry the burden yourself. It's actually, let me be clear with you and real with you, it is impossible for you to be in your feminine energy, which requires a deep amount of surrender and trust without trusting that there is something out there bigger than yourself operating for your highest good. So your higher power. And that in it of itself is woven into our biological needs, right? The, the need to feel safe and stable and taken care of. And so really, it's time, the first step to not only really healing our trauma, but also just healing on a deeper level metabolically is to begin to mother ourselves and practice our mothering on ourselves. Practice our nurturing on ourselves, our deep biological need to nurture. Well, it's time to practice it on ourselves. That's that's our first, the first thing that we can start doing. And that's where nourishment does come in. But the next part of that is really healing what I like to call generational spells. So a lot of people call things generational trauma. And we touched on that and we started touching on that in the last episode. You know, usually when women are on this journey as they've started to explore what drives their patterns and behaviors and what's behind their patterns and behaviors and blah, 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 right? <laughs> we start to realize, ooh, some of this is not me. Like some of this is not stuff I've experienced. It's stuff that has been passed down to me, whether that is from the behaviors of the women in my life or there's something that I didn't experience that I really struggle with. And I think it goes deeper than just something that I've experienced personally. Really, what in my opinion, what generational trauma is, is really actually generational spells. And before you're like, spells, oh my gosh, witchcraft, she's a witch. That's not 
that I'm talking about. I'm actually talking about how words themselves operate as spells. And if we don't believe that, we're actually doing ourselves a disservice because many of us operate in this this kind of autopilot mode where we have these things that we believe about ourselves or we believe to be true. Or some of us have these deep ingrained shoulds, right? Like women should be this, you should be this, you should be doing this, you should be doing this, should, 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 should. I think we all can relate to that. There's kind of these deeply ingrained autopilot patterns that we just operate and behave from. And sometimes it really feels like women are living lives that they don't really want to live. Like they're completely disconnected from their experience. They're completely disassociated from their body. Their bodies are screaming at them through symptoms like hormonal imbalances, infertility issues, digestive issues. Their gut is just a mess. And they're like trying to do these like SIBO protocols. (laughs) And you're just like, we need to go a little bit deeper than that. And this autopilot I'm talking about is really how I see spells. We all have these stories and beliefs about ourselves that have been told to us or taught to us, especially of our mother, right? Some of us can even hear our mother's words or phrases ingrained into our heads or our fathers or people in our family. And they're playing over and over and over again. And they absolutely warp our sense of reality. They warp our perception of ourselves. They warp our perception with others. In fact, sometimes they get in the way of our relationships with others. These spells, these generational ideas and beliefs that are passed down can be changed. And when we're quote unquote healing generational trauma, I believe that's what we're really doing. We're reprogramming the many lies and deceiving beliefs that we believe about ourselves in the world, and we're reprogramming them to what is actually true, what is actually reality. And I think that's why some of us have such a hard time because when we're healing, we're stuck between two different realities. What is familiar to us, but not necessarily serving us, not necessarily true, not necessarily healthy. And then we have the new, the unknown, the things that we're trying to move to, the new belief systems that are true, that are completely different, that feel completely different, feel almost foreign to us. And it's taking all of our energy to get ourselves to that place and creating this new pattern and creating familiarity within that pattern. It takes a lot of work at first to shift your perspective and to shift your mindset after it's been ingrained in you for so long, maybe even generations. And this very much extends into the physical. And that's why I bring this stuff up is because I think it's relevant. I think a lot of us have kind of gotten sick of just talking about the same old things like detoxification and and how to eat perfectly and all of these things. It's like here we are. We're just sharing more and more information and sharing more and more tweaks and trying to get stuck in the details and the minutiae. And in fact, we don't need to be wasting our time or energy there. We need to go deeper. Our body is inviting us to go deeper. And 
where so many people are at. The reason you keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and you feel like the information is just all the same is because people are stuck at this level. They're they're stuck at the shallow kind of level and they're not doing the hard work to go deeper. And that's why it keeps feeling like you just keep hitting a wall and you keep going on the same hamster wheel over and over and over again. Because until you're willing to start to really see through what you need to see through and break these patterns up, you're going to stay on the same wheel and it's just going to keep spinning around and around. It's going to become a vicious cycle. And I can't speak for you, but I, I'm guessing you might be able to relate, is right now the wellness world and the kind of wellness influencer space and every single space, it just seems like is just so vapid, so shallow, so vapid, such a shell. Like many of the women that we are seeing on social media, and unfortunately that is our exposure to community, a lot of us don't have a strong community of women. And I don't mean like we need dozens as as awesome as that would be i mean i would be i would settle for just one amazing woman in my life i have a few but it's taken oh i would say more than a decade to really find these women and develop deep relationships with them it doesn't just happen overnight but a lot of us are getting fed what a woman should be through social media but so many of the women that we are looking up to or are operating as influencers in our life, are that we're allowing to influence us and influence our thoughts and our choices and our behavior patterns, are living extremely vapid and shallow lives and are li- living lives that are completely different than what they are showing you on social media. And we know, we know, we know. It's like, oh, it's only a highlight reel. But I don't think we really deep down believe that. And there are women that we look at and we really, really look up to them because they have maybe the life that we want or we have to really evaluate what we are after. And really, on a basic level, as women, we are attracted to goodness and truth and beauty. It is is part of our gifting to be able to make things beautiful and or to be, you know, in some way, bring beauty to situations. We really like the discovery of truth. We want to bring truth into the light. And we also just, we have this kind of fierce benevolence about us that I I got that. I think I mentioned that before that one of my mentors describes femininity as fierce benevolence. And we use that as one of our descriptors when when we discuss femininity. Because We fiercely want good for society. We fiercely want good for our children. We care so deeply about it to the point where it breaks our soul and pierces our soul if we really allow ourselves to want that and think about it. And all of those parts of us are amazing and beautiful, right? We, We have imagination and vision and those are things we care about on a deeper level. It's ingrained within us. But social media... And the way that we share information, unfortunately, is tailored to inducing a stress response within us. And for a lot of us, we're looking up to women and allowing women to influence us that do not deserve that position. And it warps our sense of reality. 
it plays on our most basic instincts and biological needs to have safety and stability and taken care of. It starts to warp our sense of reality of what that actually is. As women, we can easily jump into masculine energy, which becomes extremely competitive very quickly. So we go from being collaborative and being inspired. And then if we hop into any type of adrenaline state or we hop into our masculine energy, that collaboration or that inspiration is going to immediately turn into competition. And then what's going to happen? That competition is going to start to immediately play into that basic, fundamental, gaping hole of I'm not good enough. I'll never be good enough, but I'm going to keep trying and trying and striving and striving and going and going and going. And until we become aware of it, until we say, I have had enough of this and become aware of our nature and really understand how different things within our society influence our very physiology and impact our ability to express our feminine energy and our own nature, we will feel constantly stuck. And we will constantly feel like there's this deep gnawing hunger inside of us that nothing is ever good enough. And we will keep seeking and seeking and seeking and seeking, looking for more. It's interesting because when you look at the actual nature of the hormones, estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone, you see that we've, we've hit on this before, but I say it over and over again, you know, estrogen is kind of that hormone of endless potential, right? Like it will keep growing and growing and growing and building and building and proliferating at absolutely no thought to the cost. It will just keep going and going and going and growing and growing, right? And progesterone is the is the hormone of consciousness that comes in and says, no, no, estrogen. <laughs> we need some type of structure here. We need to move estrogen in the right direction and have it act upon the right tissues. And so progesterone comes in and adds a consciousness to the growing and growing and building and building, a presence in a way. And then as women, we also have smaller amounts of testosterone. We need testosterone for our libido. And there are certain times of our cycle where we do need the motivation and the drive. And so we do have little hints of that motivation and drive and that kind of like the parts of our masculine energy that we need to protect us is going to come in too, right? But when you look at specifically our main hormones of that are estrogen and progesterone, which we have a lot more progesterone than we have estrogen, we see that if we're stuck in this state of going and going and going and nothing is ever enough, you can see how on an energetic level that's going to lead to more estrogen than progesterone because progesterone is the hormone of presence and consciousness and fertility. It really is the hormone of femininity. And when we don't really want to be in our feminine energy and our body is kind of in that state of having to sustain this constant just vicious cycle of going around and around on the merry-go-round, we're going to definitely end up producing way more estrogen and way more testosterone. And this is why you see so many women in this place. We we have women that are struggling with all types of estrogen-dominant symptoms in our society. Like most women now are in some way, shape, or form estrogen-dominant. And they cannot detoxify estrogen or they're not making enough progesterone to balance out their estrogen or they're not metabolizing estrogen properly. They're just having a hard time utilizing the progesterone properly because adrenaline can block the cell's use of progesterone. So when you are in your masculine energy, what you find is a hormonal state that that drives, the high adrenaline, the more testosterone, the more estrogen, the more cortisol, 
it's going to take us further away from the presence that is required to be in our feminine energy and therefore nurture ourselves and nurture those around us. That basic biological need for safety and stability is absolutely going to impact and affect our symphony of hormones that are continuously rhythmically cycling. And if we want the rhythms to shift smoothly, we want a really rhythmic flow to our hormonal state, we absolutely need to be in a place where we feel safe enough to surrender to the rhythms of nature, right? Surrender to the things that are bigger than ourselves. And how are we going to do that if we do not feel safe enough to let go of control? And then on top of it, you know, bringing it back to who we're allowing in our life to kind of create vision for us and warp our sense of reality and help create our sense of self. When we don't have a strong sense of self, when we scroll, when we're watching women on social media, we start to morph and shift because we as women can really operate like shapeshifters. If we don't have a, and we haven't developed and taken the time or had the nurturance and the guidance to develop a strong sense of self, as we already talked about, then we can be easily shaped and molded and guided by what is around us. And so we started this episode by talking about how a lot of us do have this core sense of abandonment where our mothers weren't emotionally present to ourselves. And I, woman to woman, I keep saying that, I'm kind of like getting annoyed at myself for saying it, but I'm saying it because I care for women so much and I care for you. And when I go on social media, And I have a really hard time. Like, I'm still really trying to get back to a healthy relationship with it because when I go on social media, I get so sad. I mean, I get stressed because I'm just like, oh my gosh, I feel immediately heartbroken for just the confusion and overwhelm that people are feeling with the information overload that's out there. But then the second thing that happens to me is I just get so sad. I get sad at the state of women, how women are just literally complaining about their husbands and putting them down and just emasculating them to the like eviscerating them them and feeling so incredibly self-important and self-righteous for doing it because they feel like a sense of, I have all this burden on my shoulders. And so therefore, I'm just going to eviscerate everybody else. They're operating from just this place of rage and just need to control, right? And then we also just see this huge increase. You know, I don't necessarily see, I think there's a lot of people that think that the return to the trad wife and This kind of idea of like mom's baking bread again, mom's cooking at home, like now she's like a stay-at-home mom. And all of those things can be incredibly wonderful. And I think a lot of women do find complete fulfillment in that because it allows them to live within the rhythms of of their desires a little bit more, right? The rhythms of their body. We, you know, I think there's some confusion on that, that people think that living within the rhythms of your body is just doing whatever you want to do whenever you want to do it. No, that is entitlement. I I think living within the rhythms of your body and your biology is more of you get to spend your time doing the things that you naturally feel excited to do and gifted at that don't put a lot of pressure on you physiologically and make you feel in alignment. And even if you're exhausted or you're making a lot of sacrifice, at the end of the day, you're lying there feeling fulfilled. And that can look different for every single woman. But what we see right now is there's this kind of return to quote unquote traditional values. And 
you see a lot of women just popping out so many children, just baby after baby after baby after baby. Again, there is no judgment there. If that is what's right for you and you feel amazing in that place, that's amazing. I'm not talking about you. (laughs) I'm talking about the women that are repeating the same patterns of their mothers without even realizing it. They're doing it in a new way just because they feel like they're physically present. Maybe their mother wasn't physically present, but now they're physically present or they're cooking everything from scratch. They now feel like they are breaking generational patterns, but we have to make sure that we are physically present and emotionally present because It doesn't matter what we're doing if we're physically present, but we are emotionally or energetically or spiritually absent. That also has its own impact. And so I see that on social media right now, it's interesting because it's all about babies. It's all about birth and babies and babies and birth and babies and having babies and trying to conceive and babies, babies, babies. And I find it interesting because babies do grow and babies go from needing nurturance. And of course, you are the center of their whole world. They go from needing nurturance to then needing guidance. (laughs) And babies are great. I'm not going to lie. They are luscious. They are beautiful. They are special and they are a gift and they are incredible. But babies turn into children and children turn into young adults, and then those turn into the adults of our society. And we as women have the responsibility to ask ourselves, do we just want a baby? Because that's a biological desire. You know, our ovaries kind of scream at us every time we see a baby. And there's a biological desire to have babies. It ensures that we do have them, or most of us have them. But the question goes beyond, do we want a baby? We need to ask ourselves, do we want to be a mother? Because I don't think enough women (laughs) are asking this question. I don't think enough of us are asking ourselves this. And I think some of us, we haven't even got to the point where we know how to mother ourselves. And then a lot of us are being shaped by the sense of accomplishment that comes with having a baby, right? That's like the next step. You got to check that one off your list. And so for some women, it's operating as an accomplishment. It's the next thing in their pile of shoulds. Or for some women, you see this as they are very much in their masculine competitive spirit, where in a way, having a baby feels like a big win. They have to have a baby in order to quote unquote win because when you're in your masculine energy, every single female relationship is going to feel like a competition. Or for some of us, it's the validation that comes with children or the attention. And let's be honest, right now there are women on social media that are having children so that they have content. That is the sad and weird state of the world that we live in. And so we need to really get down in the dirt with ourselves and stop glorifying shallow womanhood. It's not about what we're doing. What we do is not what defines if something is feminine or masculine. It's the spirit and the energy that we show up in. And right now we're living in a place for the reasons that we've talked about up until this point, where a lot of women are completely alienated from their nurturing and their feminine side. 
that part of them that allows them to show up and be here and be vulnerable and to look you in the eye and be present with you. That is really what nurturance in a way requires. It doesn't require perfection. It doesn't require stuff. It doesn't require material possessions. It doesn't require really much at all. But nurturing does require to be within our feminine energy. That is one thing that really powerful nurturing requires. And a lot of us, whether it's in the past or presently, we're physiologically, we're in a place that doesn't allow us to be present. You know, whether we're in that fight or flight mode or we're in that freeze mode or our body is stuck in a survival state because of things we're communicating to it, whether that be something as simple as the way that we're eating or the way that we're talking to ourselves or maybe our priorities, whatever it might be, a lot of us are operating from a place of absolute fear, absolute overwhelm, absolute need to control and nitpick every little thing in our life. We're pumping out adrenaline and testosterone and cortisol. Our our metabolism has shifted to actually have to lean on our backup systems in order to function and generate heat. And when we're in this place, it's incredibly difficult, if not impossible, to be in the present moment because we're constantly either stressing about something that has happened in the past or we're worrying about the future. We are not there in our bodies. We are not associated. We are completely disconnected and we are in a completely different time, really. Time is not linear and that's really hard for our human brains to wrap around, but we have the ability with the state of, of our emotions and the state of our hormones to legitimately travel through time. We could be physically present, but existing in a completely different time, you know, our past or our future. And it pains me that we as women have allowed social media to shape our perception of ourselves so much that because we don't have a strong sense of self, we really don't know who we are at the core of our very being. We have become like these shapeshifters, just making and living on autopilot, operating and making choices out of all of the shoulds, should do this and should do this and should be this and should do this and be this, that we don't even know what it is that we truly and innately desire. And then, of course, outwardly and health-wise, we're having symptoms because our body is screaming at us. It's feeling one thing, and we're cut off from it. We're numbed off from it, but it's feeling it. And so it's having to speak up and let us know. And whether we are mothers or we want to be mothers, this podcast is really about discussing the feminine experience, what it is to be in feminine energy. And what does that actually mean? And so many of you have asked for what's the action stuff? What do I do about it? Like, I want to be in my feminine energy. And it's just like, I mentioned this a couple episodes ago, but it really is. And it just starts with understanding our nature, exploring our physiology, how we function. What is the parts of us that beat to a specific drum. There's a certain type of order and nature to us. No matter what our personality is or how different and unique we are, there are basic things on a cellular level, on a biological level, a physiological level that have us operate in a certain way. I talked about the different feminine archetypes in episode five. And 
one of the archetypes is the mother. That is a part of our very nature. No matter how disconnected we are from it, no matter how disassociated we are from it, no matter how much we've been told over and over again that we're just not nurturing or we're not meant to be a mother or no matter how many times we've told ourselves that, no matter if we want to be a biological mother or not, the mother archetype is a part of us. That part of us that needs to nurture something outside of itself that makes that bone deep sacrifice in order to have something beyond itself continue to exist after it's gone and to pass on the wisdom and the lessons and the guidance because you care so deeply you are willing to make sacrifices personally so that whatever it is that you care so deeply about can continue on that fierce mother is a part of us and nurturing something outwardly. You know, if we already have children, that's a great place to start. If we feel it's very hard to nurture ourselves and mother ourselves and we haven't gotten to that place yet, it's a beautiful thing to start nurturing something else and taking care of something else on a physical level because it can help fill us with a sense of purpose. It gets us into our feminine energy. And it's a place where we can really practice being present. You know, when we're in our masculine energy, nurturing feels like a burden. Taking care of something else feels like a burden. It feels like an absolutely crushing weight because there's a sense of competition and accomplishment there that motherhood and mothering, will lump it all together, requires collaboration. It requires community. It requires connection. It is our instinct to guide, right? To correct over punish. That like that's part of the mother. We we discipline in a very different way than the masculine. We also are very relationship oriented over territory, right? Masculine energy is very territorial because it has to in a way protect, 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 protect. Whereas the feminine is protected. And so the feminine is now free to focus on relationship. And relationship and finding fulfillment in relationship really does require that presence. And so nurturing our children or nurturing something else, an animal or another human being or somebody and caring for their needs, although exhausting and although a sacrifice, can be an incredible way to fill up our cups. I see a lot of women right now who are like, how can I balance everything I need to do in a day on top of take care of myself? And I think that's where if we feel like we're in a funk, especially I think mothers, and I'm not a mother, so mothers, you can take this for what it is. But if you're in a funk and you're feeling low energy and you know you're not showing up the way you want to, because I know that even in my life, in my relationships, when I know that, there's something stressful about just taking care of myself. And sometimes we do need to be selfish in a way. But once you're a mother and once you have a child, I think there's a basic biological instinct to take care of their needs first. And I see a lot of women, especially in the pro-metabolic space, where they feel like they have to focus so much on themselves and fix themselves before they can take care of their children and they keep kind of hitting a wall. And I sometimes wonder if, the stress from putting yourself above your children sometimes maybe biologically feels stressful and it feels better to take care of their needs first before you take care of your own. And maybe that's something that women need to get out of their funk. You know, we do as women find purpose and fulfillment 
in nurturing something else. And we can get really, really miserable when we're just completely self-focused and hyper-focused on ourselves, which exhibit A, most of society. When our body is in alignment, our hormones are balanced, we often feel connected to our experience all of the time. We don't need to be constantly self-focusing on ourselves. There there does need to be some type of practice to reconnect. And in my opinion and in my experience, it's more actually about constantly getting back into alignment with my higher power, constantly getting back into alignment with God. Like I have to trust in something greater than myself because I I'm always stepping into that place of feeling like everything's a burden. I have so many things that I have to carry on my shoulders. And it's like, wait, I need to stop stressing and worrying and trying to control every little detail of my life. And I will feel a lot less stressed and I will be a lot freer to focus on the things that need to be focused on to mother the people that need to be mothered in my life. And our society has gotten really weird because as quote-unquote pro-women as we are, we really do leave mothers to kind of fend for themselves. Like, it has gotten a little bit better, but now with the rise of the the trad wife and it's kind of like we have this new competition of like, oh, I bake bread. Oh, I bake bread and croissants. Oh, I make my sauerkraut from scratch. Oh, I grow my own cabbage and make sauerkraut from scratch and grow my own wheat and make my own sourdough. And I travel up to Mount Everest to collect my water because it's beautiful snow melt. You know, we're, we're just getting into this masculine energy and we're not showing up in the right energy. And so no matter what we do and no matter what we wear, no matter what type of peasant prairie dress we wear, while kneading our bread, it won't matter if we are not showing up present and focused on what matters. And remembering that the most important gift we can give ourselves sometimes that can make a huge difference hormonally is just to focus on being present. Let's not abandon ourselves. Let's not practice self-abandonment, but let's also not abandon the people that rely on us most. And I think if a lot of us shifted our perspective and we focused on building up each other in this way, our lives would start to be very, very different. Thank you so much for listening to the Fully Nourished podcast. I hope today's episode about relearning how to nurture really resonated with you. If I mentioned any links or resources in the episode, they are always included in the show notes for your convenience. And if you enjoyed the episode and want to support the podcast, please share it with others, share about it on social media, or leave a rating or a review. Anything helps. I really rely on the amazing women in our community like you to spread the word. And with that being said, I also really value your ideas and thoughts about the podcast. So if you have any topics you'd like discussed or guests you'd like me to bring on, please go to justcashwellness.com slash podcast to share those with me. And if you want more content or you want to stay in the loop about new episode drops, follow me on Instagram at justcashwellness and sign up for my Sunday email at justcashwellness.com slash email dash subscribe. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you soon.